Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. Great to have you with us again. Hi, Matt. It's a pleasure. So looking to the week ahead, this week, really, central banks come back into focus in a larger way. So as you look into next week, what in particular are you going to be focusing on? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Matt. I mean, you know, I think it's an interesting start to the week. As we mentioned last week, it begins with Labor Day. And I think that has important implications uh, for the mindset and psychology of markets. It may even lead to uh, some of those participants working from home to switch the uh, shorts and T-shirt for uh, perhaps not uh, suit and tie, but uh, trousers and a shirt. Now, the first focus, you know, as you say, central banks are back in focus, the RBA on Tuesday and the ECB on Thursday. Now, the RBA face a tough decision on uh, whether or not to reduce the pace of QE purchases, as they had indicated uh, in previous meetings, uh, in the face of stronger than expected Q2 GDP, very kind of impressive first half growth in Australia, uh, but continued delta wave restrictions that threaten a a more pedestrian pace of recovery in H2. Personally, I would err on the side uh, that they do reduce purchases, but uh, it's a close call. The ECB will be the main focus of the week. Expectations are firmly behind upward revisions to growth and inflation in the staff projections. Now, and with that, the market expects a reduction in the pace of pet purchases uh, for Q4. Now, there were clearly different views in the Governing Council in July. And with further signs of divergence on growth, debt, investment, uh, you know, and even uh, inflation trajectories, uh, we expect the Governing Council debate to remain very heated and, uh, you know, Lagarde's commentary, therefore, very delicate. We do expect a reduction in the pet purchase pace in Q4, but we don't see this in the same way some of the markets do. You know, the recent debate framing ECB policy as a tapering before the Fed, we think is a bit misleading. ECB QE is flexible across time and jurisdiction, but it's capped at a pre-announced envelope total. So the fact that it's already capped at a level of stimulus provided the economy means that tapering doesn't have the same impact as it would, or as it does, in the US form of open-ended QE stimulus. Fed QE is open-ended, and thus any curtailment to the pace of purchases has a significant impact on the expected value of total assets purchased and the stock of QE assets, essentially the gauge of QE quantum. Either way, we expect Lagarde to deliver a forecast revision with caution and that any reduction in the pet purchase pace would be done at least with an attempt to be suitably dovish. Secondly, we come back to the data focus, uh, you know, also predominantly back to Europe and China this week. Eurozone Centix investor confidence uh, is out on Monday, and that historically is pretty well correlated to Eurozone GDP. So that will be an interesting focus. On Tuesday, we have German ZEW for September and the China trade balance, followed up by uh, China total social financing data on Thursday. Now, in Europe, there have been some recent signs that the data is rolling over. It's likely that the Eurozone reopening rebound growth has peaked and that we sequentially uh, head back to an equilibrium level of growth, uh, ultimately, that is significantly lower than that of the US. 
Uh, and in China, there's a very complicated mix of kind of targeted policy, structural reforms, social engineering, uh, and even deleveraging. And that's in addition to COVID restrictions that have impacted the data in the near term. But ultimately, we see this as a transitory negative for China growth. But watch for stimulus and support measures uh, and the knock-on uh, implications across important downstream markets, uh, such as within Europe. And then lastly, we'll be very closely watching the policy impact. Uh, we'll keep keeping a close eye on the process for the renomination of Powell uh, as Fed Chair for a further four-year term. We see Powell's recent rhetoric and actions, you know, particularly uh, along the lines of the dovish market interpretation of the Jackson Hole testimony, as likely influenced by this process uh, and the more dovish leanings uh, of the alternative frontrunner in Leo Brainard. Now, a new contract may well give Powell a new, more hawkish uh, lease of life. And uh, perhaps this may be timely ahead of likely improvements in, in Delta progression and global supply chains in Q4. Now, interestingly, there was an attempt by uh, progressives in the US House to uh, kind of condemn the performance of Powell on the basis of climate change credentials, however, uh, with them failing to agree on an alternative that likely strengthened Powell's position. Uh, and then further, just lastly, on the, on the US front, Progress on U.S. fiscal stimulus may not be quite so clear, with one of the middle ground Democrats asking for a pause in the three and a half trillion stimulus program. And so lots to watch for there in the U.S. also. Thank you, Neil. A busy week ahead indeed. In the meantime, though, as we look to the weekend, again, to be honest with you, absolutely spoiled for choice. I know what I have my eye on, but what are you going to be looking at over the weekend? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Again, phenomenal, really. I mean, we have the final medal events and the closing ceremony of the Paralympic Games, another extraordinary success uh, for Team GB. The culmination of the third uh, England-India test from the Oval, currently standing at 1-1. That's a very close-fought match after a stunning win, but likely a one-off. Uh, win from England uh, at Headingley. And uh, football internationals are back with World Cup qualifiers, the second of a three-match series, which sees home nations all in action, Scotland, Moldova, Republic of Ireland, Azerbaijan, England, Andorra, and Belarus, Wales. Perhaps even the, uh, the pick of the weekend's bunch of games is Switzerland, Italy, after a disappointing draw from Italy against Bulgaria. Also, uh, Formula One and uh, a continuation of the Hamilton for Stappen head-to-head. You know, Verstappen's back on home soil at the weekend uh, after being awarded a win in a very bizarre Belgian Grand Prix last week based on qualifying and very minimal racing, if any at all. Absolutely. A packed weekend. I hope you enjoy it and I look forward to catching up with you again next week. Thanks very much. Likewise, mate. Thank you for joining us for the long and short of the week ahead. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.